So the big question is this. How can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, avoid injury and increase athletic performance to enjoy running race events for the rest of your life without wasting money on trends or using dangerous painkiller drugs? That is the question. And on hashtag Run Pain Free Podcast, your host, sports biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. Hello, everybody. It is your girl, Coach Jessica, and we are talking today from the Run Pain Free Academy, of course. Please make sure you're following us at Run Pain Free underscore Academy and Instagram, as well as at Run Pain Free. Go on over to runpainfreeacademy.com where all of our curriculum is and all of our myths and misconceptions that we love busting every day. And of course, runpainfreepodcast.com here where you can comment, like, and share all of our podcasts and keep yourself informed and educated to help yourself reach your fullest potential as an athlete. Today we are speaking about the infamous keto diet and I meant that word exactly how it is understood (laughs) Um, this is something I've been asked to do many times and I have declined in talking about many times Uh, nutrition is a lifelong study for me both personally and professionally so I as I come from with everything I come from a personal place and an expert in an expert perspective as well And I'm going to do the same with this. So what I'm going to talk about are a few things. And I want to just go over a clear statement of what I'm going to talk about. We're going to talk about Dr. Atkins and why that is relevant to keto, the keto diet. The science of the body using fat for energy. Kidney function. The heart. Diabetes type 2. And training the body not to process sugar. And finally, the outcome of that would be obviously renal failure, kidney issues, dialysis, and what have you. So those are the topics we're going to go over today. If you have any questions, want more insight, want more information, please comment below. I know I say a lot of things in a short amount of time, and I welcome conversation and questions, of course. So, Jessica, who is Dr. Atkins? Well, you all know the Atkins diet. And that's Dr. Atkins. Dr. Atkins is a doctor that was famous in the 70s. And my first day of class in nutrition biology, because nutrition is biology, um, my first thing to listen to was a debate between Dr. Ornish and Dr. Atkins. Dr. Ornish being a complete plant-based person and Dr. Atkins being very, very high fat. Two complete extremes. However, the extreme of Atkins has a much more dangerous effect on the body than plant-based. Plant-based has different things and it's not necessarily dangerous. So I don't agree with either, but in for argument's sakes, I'm an Ornish fan in terms of talking to Dr. Atkins. So this started again early in the 70s, but he himself had started dealing with this back in the 60s, Dr. Atkins, and he went on this huge push for it because he basically sold a whole bunch of books and became a basically a millionaire overnight in New York City being a doctor back then with this new fad diet which it was actually called back then and hearing them argue was so insightful to me and I don't know I've actually never been able to find it recently what you know the actual recordings I'm sure it's out there somewhere but it was very interesting to hear them argue these aspects because the 
American Dietetic Association actually deemed it dangerous, deemed it a fad, um, and it, it was a lot of a lot of issues going on with this back in the day. And so Dr. Ornish and him went back and forth for many years. The reason that I'm bringing that up is because Dr. Atkins is the creator of the Atkins diet, which then has been taught has been South Beach diet. It is keto. Anything that is high fat and low carb is definitely derived from Atkins in some way, shape or form. In my opinion, I just feel it's a rebranding of the exact same diet over the years. And I find that to be a first red flag when something has to be consistently rebranded, there's a problem with it. It's, you know, it's kind of pulling the wool over your eyes. Hey, it's not this anymore. That's not it at all. It's now, this is something totally different. No, it's the same thing. Uh, when you break it down, it's high fat, no to zero, low to zero carbs. And I won't even get into that because any person who consider them, who, who can say this is a no carb diet and has peppers or tomatoes involved in their eating, those are carbs, by the way. So here I'm already getting hype, and this is why I've kind of stayed away from this, but we're just going to have to deal with it and go in today. Um, so this was a big issue back in the day. And the reason I'm putting emphasis on this is because this is not brand new. This is not new. This is not some new findings. This is not new medicine. This is not new nutrition. No, it's nothing new about it. There's nothing brand new about it whatsoever. It is, however, been known to be a moneymaker. The doctor himself was criticized for being somebody who just wanted to make money. And because he became a best-selling book author with this actual diet that he actually found from some other doctors back in the 60s, <laughs> um, he, he became, basically, you know, that's what it was about. He was highly criticized for just going after money. He actually never had any human trials when Dr. Ornish did publish a medical journal for his findings. He never had any human trials, Dr. Atkins, so he couldn't prove his findings. He would just say, hey, look, my, my people are great. But then he would say, well, I'm, I'm, a pra I'm a practicing physician. I just treat people and those kinds of comments. So it lends to the arrogancy of, of him and how he would view things. And at the end of the day, he slipped and fell and he actually died. He hit his head and he died. And... And, and that was in 2003. And the, the debate between him and Dr. Ornish was, I believe, in 2000, I believe. And he did slip and fall in 2003. And it leaked from the New York City Medical, Medical Examiner's Office that he actually suffered from heart disease. So the press had a field day with that one. And they, his, you know, there was all this speculation about it. But we, it's really basic science to know what high fat does to your heart it's very you know that's common it clogs your arteries and you have a heart attack like that's common information so that's the lending to the eating of the high fats and what that's gone now back in the early in the late 80s when the doctor when the atkins diet came out it was a big thing growing i would grow i was a teenager in the eight in the late 80s so i actually have a friend of mine whose father died from atkins and that's what they literally deemed it from um, from high fats, complete heart attack, heart disease. That was, it was like no chances at all. It was severe. It was big. It was dramatic. And they really did say that it was from him doing that actual diet. So that's early, mid eighties, mid, mid to late eighties. Sorry. So that's how far this goes back with problems. Okay. That's the correlation to keto, high fat, 
low to zero carbs. Your body needs these things to process together, to digest, to appropriate foods, to use foods properly. And so that's going to take us into the actual science behind how the body uses fat for fuel. And the fact is, it doesn't. <laughs> and this is the big ringer of it all. The body cannot actually use fatty acids for energy. And that's why the fat is the last the body uses for energy. So we use glycogen for energy. You're either intaking it, eating it, carbohydrates, you're eating it, or from having a consistent diet with carbohydrates and nutrient-dense complex, dense, complex carbohydrates, you store them and your muscles, and that's glycogen. So you either have it stored or you're eating it, one or the two. When you no longer are eating it and you've used up everything in your muscles, the next system it goes to is the lactate system. You guys know lactic acid. Lactic acid, well, what would you probably feel, what would you probably understand from that? Oh, you get cramping, or you feel like your muscles lock up and your leg completely gets stiff, maybe your knees buckle and you tank out on a marathon, for, you know, for instance. That's the lactic acid. The reason that's happening, it's not that you have an over buildup of lactic acid, it's that your body is calling on a very inefficient system for energy. That's why that's happening. When you don't have the actual source of energy anymore, glycogen, you have to start using other systems that are not efficient or appropriated for that. And so now it really is inefficient, so your body tries to use it and gets over it really quickly. And then it starts to go into the fat. When it goes into the fat stores, that's last because fatty acids cannot be used as a direct source for fuel. Fatty acids cannot be used as a direct source for fuel. It has to undergo beta oxidation. That is a process that involves skeletal muscle, cardiac muscle, and liver cells that produce ATP. That's the energy transport that we just talked about in the other podcast that we talked about and did the other day. Go look at it. Go listen to it. Runpainfreepodcast.com has all of your information. So because it produces the ATP and of that ATP, some is then able to be lended to the gluconogenesis of, to, to produce more glucose. So that is how our body starts to create something basically from nothing to get glucose so you can have brain fuel. That's what happens. And be, when this whole thing gets exhausted, it begins to break down of systems and that's things like your kidney and then death. So this is why those are the whole sentences that are not really talked about. They're not completed and they're chopped up and they're twisted because you can manipulate data all day long if you want your pockets filled and you think it's going to fill your pockets. That's what, unfortunately, the society is. And here at Run Pain Free, we are for people, we are for the athlete, and we are for information and knowledge and education. So that's what we're going to give you. So again, the body cannot use fat, fatty acids, for fuel, it has to go through an entire process called beta oxidation that actually does a whole bunch of stuff to produce ATP, which is air and, trans air and transport, oxygen transport. 
Oxygen, again, is from the, the glycogen in the muscles is what it's taking and transporting everywhere. So you can have all this stuff going around in aerobic activity and keep everything moving and keep everything going. And when that guy conks out, it has nothing else to drag around with you. It can't, it can't transport anything. There's nothing going around to give you energy. So you have to actually go back and create something to create energy, especially for brain fuel, because the brain will not use anything but glucose for your brain to function. So why on earth, if I just gave you that information, would you even still be considering the keto diet? I don't know. I don't know, but I'll continue. The reason why someone would purposefully go into ketosis would be done by an actual doctor in a hospital for someone who has epilepsy and they stop the brain activity. They seize brain activity, so they purposefully go into ketosis to stop that, to stop the body, the brain from seizing. That's why. That's pretty extreme, no? Pretty extreme. So when you start messing with how the body actually processes and creates things and uses things for energy, you are messing with the wrong system, okay? The last thing you wanna do is start telling the body Don't use sugar and don't process sugar anymore because guess what it's going to do? It's going to stop using sugar and it's going to stop processing sugar. And guess what happens to your blood sugar? High, 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 some real kidney function issues, high, some blood sugar issues, high, you can't, you, you can't process anything you're taking in and distribute it properly within your body. And then things start to go awry. Anything you repeat is conditioned and daily behavior is the most conditioned thing. More than any workout, more than any activity you'll ever do because daily behavior beats everything. So, and I say it all the time, anything repeated, anything consistent is conditioned. That is true for this as well. Your body only takes a few moments, a day or so to be like, oh, They don't want to do that anymore, so I'm not going to process that anymore. They don't want to eat that anymore, so I'm not going to create this to process this anymore. Oh, they don't want to do that movement in their body anymore, so I'm going to create this to stiffen this joint up so that that never moves anymore. It's very easy. It's very it's just what the body does. It's an amazing machine, and it will listen to what it thinks you want it to do just based on how much you're repeating it, okay? So, again, we talked about this a little bit in intermittent fasting. Another podcast you should go look at, runpainfreeacademy.com has everything you need to understand all of this with. And again, this is how you're starting to mess with processes and systems. So what happens now when like you want to understand why your kidneys are not doing so great? Well, a lot of the times there's, there's back pain and especially when you're an athlete, you just assume that it's muscular, it's your low back. And a lot of the times it's actually kidney pain that you don't know is a kidney until sadly, maybe it's too, not too late, but too far along or it's far along, what have you. Kidney damage is not really reversible. So it's really not something you want to mess with. And when you are messing around with ketones and trying to redistribute how the body actually works, you're creating an entire system in compromise. And when you're making your body use a system that is only to be happening in survival mode, your body goes into ketosis as a survival mode. It's when it starts to really start to protect the nervous system. It starts to protect 
your organs. And so when you're challenging that, you're, it, it'll challenge you right back and it'll do everything it can to not go into that survival mode unless it really needs it. And you're really starting to mess with how your kidneys function. And when your kidneys start to dysfunction, and we're talking about kidney stones and um, ketones in your urine, and these are all things you really don't want. And if you don't, if you want to really have an understanding of this, go talk to a person on dialysis and ask them if, what they know about ketones. What have they ever been told about ket ketosis? Once you stick in ketosis and you're in there for a long time, or not a long time, that's not even, that's misspeaking, Maybe a maybe a week. I would give it a week before your body starts tampering with ketoacidosis, which is something that would lead to actually diabetes, diabetes type two, and and definitely that's that's found in type one diabetics because they are completely insulin deficient, which is not the case in type two diabetes. However, you can become type one diabetic if you don't listen and take care of yourself as a type two diabetic, and there are choices in type two diabetes. The number one disease I deal with or ailment I deal with in nutrition is diabetes type 2 period I have so many runners who come to me because they're starting to run because they're cusping type 2 diabetes or they have it and I found out by them starting to run with like other ailments popping up and we figure out this what's actually going on and they get blood work and what have you point is it's one of the biggest it is the largest ailment I deal with because it's such a problem because no one knows how to eat. And then what does everybody do? They go to these extremes. This is an extreme. This is an extreme, that's why it's called a fad diet and it's been called a fad diet since 1977, okay? So this is not new. This is nothing out of, out of brand new. No one thought this up. No one created something out of new. This is old science that, that is shit, okay? And it's not something that actually helps you. It has a plethora of dangerous problems. Plethora of dangerous problems. When you go to an extreme, because you want to superficially look a certain way, you need to check yourself, okay? You need to check yourself because are you really willing to not only mess your heart up, but you're also messing with your kidneys and the kidneys are vital. All, all organs are, but the kidneys are vital, vital for, for health, for living, literally vital, literally. Specifically for you runners, because you don't even, even realize how much your kidneys process for you to actually do your activity. The kidneys have to flush everything that goes on so that you have the power to get all, the, all your systems and everything flushing through your body properly. Has, your kidneys have to work. Have to work. So vigorous athletes can tank if they don't give themselves enough proper rest because their kidneys can't flush and handle it. They'll go into renal failure in the workout. Happens. It happened. I've seen it happen. So... Sidebar, point is you are trying to get a superficial result by damaging your insides in a way you will never be able to fix again. And if this isn't, let me give you another indication of this. Several years ago, there was a huge boom and a huge thing about everybody is doing keto. Every fitness person was doing it. They had full blown Instagrams pages for it. They had Pinterest pages for it. Everybody was doing it. It was this huge push, huge push. Runners were doing it. Athletes were supposedly doing it, although I really don't hear that. Even then, I didn't hear that much of it. But supposedly. You hear any of that now? Nope. And if you want to be even more honest with yourself, you probably saw one or two of them come out after a few months of doing it, and either they went dormant 
you stopped seeing their posts or they actually came on and was a, a, a person with integrity and said, hey, this didn't work for me. It's actually not healthy for me and I actually stopped doing it. So I wish you all luck, but I'm shutting down my page because I saw that happen too many times that I could count. And then I even heard clients coming to me and telling me they were seeing it. So there's a real reason behind that, especially fitness buffs and gym rats who went in hard on this and went to the T with it, they felt it quick. They felt their system shift quick. They felt that energy shift quick. If not, they probably had some medical advice that said you better stop because you're messing with your kidneys and your heart and what are you doing? What are you doing? For what? For some extra cuts? How about you stop eating shit food? Oh, well, Jessica, my brain, I feel so much clearer. Brain, I can think much better because I stopped eating carbs. Well, what carbs were you eating to begin with? Were you eating pizza and bagels? My runners love the bagels. Well, they're, it's, a, it's a shitty carb. It's not really a good carb. It's simple. It's simple sugar. Simple sugar makes you feel like crap. You know what else is simple? Oatmeal. Heavy as hell. Constipation. Bloat. Who wants to do that all day? Not a lot on my eating plan at all. It's simple. And it's heavy. And it's loaded, loaded away down. And unless you're going to use all of that, you store it. So when you're eating shit carbs to begin with, what do you expect? You're going to feel it if you stop eating them. Yeah, you're going to feel better. It's not because you're eating 18 pieces of greasy, high fat foods. That's not why. It's because you stopped eating the crap. Ugh. How about your sweet potatoes? How about some quinoa? How about some brown rice? Or I'll give you some other carbs you can use. Broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, asparagus, carrots. How about some apples? How about some watermelon? That's all carbs, guys. Every last one of it. Fruits, vegetables, and starches are carbs. What you choose to eat is different. Is different. You you don't want to, you're choosing to eat crap and then calling it all the same. It's not the same. There's complex carbs and there's simple carbs. Go listen to the carbs podcast I just did. Go get clarity. Go get clarity on it. Go ahead. Because that's part of the problem. What boggles my mind is that people really go to the extreme without assessing what they're actually doing first. They don't assess. Well, what am I actually eating? Am I having gyros or am I eating grilled chicken with some asparagus and and some sweet potatoes? Am I having pizza? every day could I have it just once a week you guys don't assess that no 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 no. we are gonna scratch everything and go all the way left and go eat all of this and cut out all of this out of our diets and that's gonna help no it's not it's a delusion that's what that is the the illusion is that you cut out an entire part of food or part of nutrients and anytime you do that you're gonna lose weight it's whether it's weight or muscle is a different story, but you're going to lose something, right? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then when you stop, when you get tired of that, because that's so extreme and you can't sustain it because you can't sustain it, sidebar, um, when you come back to eating, you're going to gain it back probably double because what happened? Your body forgot how to process that food. Yeah. And now it doesn't know how to process it. So it's just going to store it. Because you still aren't going to eat it right because you didn't learn the first time. You're still choosing the wrong foods because you didn't assess it the first time. And now the body is just going to store it because it's crap and then has no idea what to do with it. And now you're more mad because you went left, did this crazy thing, uh, you know, kind of tangled with having heart and kidney issues. 
and only to come back and eat terrible again. That's the problem I have with this. That's the biggest problem I have with this. Is it a dangerous diet? Yes. Anything with the word diet on it is dangerous. That's first. This is just the, this is honestly in my professional opinion and my 25 plus years of this. And I probably need to add some years to that, but I haven't come to terms with that yet with my age. <laughs> but there, this is the most dangerous diet I have ever encountered, come across, studied, or dealt with, ever, ever. I would almost say, please do the cookie diet, which is like, I think you eat like a cookie a day or something like that. It, it, that's how, that's, that's how much worse this is because it's dealing with processes, organ processes that you have no business trying to mess with. Okay. When you're increasing the production of ketones in your body as a response to low glucose availability, that is you changing how you're processing systems. And any, I have, I have a person, I have two people in my family, one on their second kidney transplant, one on their third, one on their third. God bless, a blessing, blessing. But watching them go through that process in dialysis, this is the last thing a kidney person ever wants to hear someone doing out of choice, out of choice, because you want to lose some weight. Are you serious right now? Take a second, take a second. You really want to choose something that you, people would pay to never deal with in their lives that have kidney issues, renal issues, diabetes type two, or the worst diabetes type one. They would pay money, probably millions and millions of dollars to not have what they have. And you're choosing to kind of tamper with it a little bit, kind of tamper with it a little bit. That's my problem with this there. That that's a, that's something you need to check for yourself. Something you need to check for yourself. Oh, well, Jessica ketosis is a normal action in the body, right? In survival, in survival, because it's going to go for glycogen first. It's going to go for glycogen first. Then it goes to the lactate. Once that's, it's inefficient, your body is too slow to give yourself energy with that. So you'll lock up and either, by the way, what that's really telling you is stop. Can you please stop doing this activity? Cause I have no energy left. My muscles are, I'm going to lock up your muscles right now because there's, this is inefficient. I can't give you energy in this lactate system. So how about I lock you up, cramp you out and you can't do anymore. By the way, that's what the body is telling you in that phase, but you keep going. And you keep going and then you pass me at mile 22, delirious. Can't think straight. Your blood pressure is probably tanking. Your heart rate is out of control and you're delirious. I've seen it way too many times to count. I've, I've had to, I've had to tell people, I don't know. I don't want you finishing people that I don't know that I've seen drop in front of me on the course in New York city marathon. I've seen it a million times. So that's what happens to the body normally when you're hitting those fat reserves and you want to force that because you're too lazy to just figure out why you're not eating right or what's not working for you in your, in your actual diet because diet is what you eat, not what you do. By the way, by the way, society created diet as a thing. No, diet is what you do. Diet is what you eat. That's how you live. It's not just a thing. It's just, you, if you choose to eat pizza and steak and pretzels, that's your diet. If you eat eggs and salmon and Brussels sprouts, that's your diet. That's your diet. It's the same thing. But here you go want to pick apart things. Oh, because you think that once you figure out how the human body works, this is the keto idea. 
oh, we can break the rules. We figured out how the body actually taps into reserves and then it used that fat for fat. So I'm going to burn this fat on my body that I physically see. So I'm going to use, I'm going to transmission all my systems and reprocess my systems in an organ level, on a chemical level, on a cellular level, so that my body burns fat instead of muscle or instead of glycogen, instead of sugar. Yeah. And then you come up skinny fat. How's that working out? How's that working out for you? Oh, but Jessica, there's people that lift weights with it. Right, but they were already lifting weights. They were already lifting weights. So their body's already in an efficient zone of knowing how, how to reserve proper amounts of fat, body fat, to keep their body in a homeostasis, homeostasis, yes, and uh, not eat up a bunch of muscle and not eat up all of their fat and not go into lactate system and or have a balance of all of the three. So it would take them longer because their bodies can eat the muscle up. So they'll eat muscle up before they eat fat because the body will actually prevent that. But then they go ahead and they force this and guess what comes up most for someone who's a bodybuilder, for instance, that would do keto, renal failure renal failure because the kidneys can't process that load can't process the load so the kidney levels spike yeah it's real it's real stuff so keep messing with it because you want to lose a couple of pounds keep messing with it because you want to lose a couple of pounds and you don't want to actually deal with your act with your problem you don't want to deal with why you have issues or what really transpires from all of that you know not wanting to address things and then what's the other problem? Heart, right? The kidneys are the biggest issue, but let's not forget about the heart. Everybody knows what a heart attack is, and I don't have to tell, anybody would know, oh yeah, if you, have, if you eat like crap, you, you clog your arteries and you'll have a heart attack. That's so basic of an idea. Even, even the ignorance of that is true, okay? That's just an ignorant, true statement. So if you have that knowledge, if you have that knowledge, that basic knowledge, why on earth would you think that you're going to give your body nothing but fat, nothing but fat, all your butter and your coffee, all that good stuff, and then go run for four hours and it's not going to be a problem. What do you think is pumping you to run? It ain't your legs. It's your heart. But now you just clogged up the entire roadway for your heart to pump everything where it has to go. Out of the heart, into the lungs, through the body, oxygenated, get deoxygenated, making everything else oxygenated, goes back into the heart and goes back out around, do it again. Where you, how, how's that happening? If you clog everything up and you actually believe as a runner, this is a smart thing to do. Every person that did this back in 2017 and 2018 that was a runner came to me midway, I would say maybe two months, three months into it, respectively to everybody and said they couldn't get their heart to stop racing. Every person. And then that's when I lent my advice. That's when I lent my help. I'm not going to tell anybody what to do. I'll just give you the science when you're ready for it. Because a lot of people have to be ready for this level of information and they can't just give it, you know, they can't just take it. It has to be when they're ready for it, which is fine. Eh, I mean, it's not fine for me. I tend to give advice before you hurt yourself. So, um, and, and maybe it's unsolicited, whatever the case is, but it's coming from a place of, hey, I actually have some knowledge about that. You're about to really screw yourself up. You might not want to do that. So let me give you some information. So here's what this is. If you didn't know anything that I just said to you and you were totally 
enthralled by the media or the posts or the Instagram or Facebook or wherever you saw keto and someone on there, a fitness model on there saying that she does keto, I promise she don't. Um, and she looks a certain way and you think you're going to be able to do that and you didn't have any of the information I gave you, then I totally understand you may be doing it. I could understand you may be doing it. But when you have information, hold yourself to a different standard, would you? Hold yourself to a different standard. You have information, education, and information to really help you understand what you're about to do. And if you still choose to do it, then own you chose to do it. If I say, yeah, you can have ice cream, 100%, eat it, it's your, it's your life, you can do what you want. But if you eat it, you're probably going to be constipated, you're definitely going to blow, and your stomach's probably going to hurt. And you're wasting that entire meal when you could just have a sweet potato, and it is still sweet, put some cinnamon on it, it's sweet, savory. You would still hit that sweet tooth, and it would actually work for you because you're not going to store it like fat. Um, you're actually going to use it for energy and it's slow release. So it's going to stabilize your blood sugar while you're at it. So it actually really works for you. So you could, that, those are the two options, but go ahead. Which one would you choose? And if you choose ice cream, you chose with edu- with an educated decision. You had two options. You were all aware. You had all this information and you made an informed decision and you were like, screw it, Jessica. I want my ice cream. Have at it, dude. But I promise you, you change how you look at the fact that you made that ice cream decision just because you had information about another option and what the ice cream was going to do or not do for you. All of that information changes how you look at your options and how you look at every option when it comes to food there on after. I promise you that. And that's how I've approached my nutrition plan, my nutrition program for over 20 years with everybody I've ever done it with. I give information. Do with it what you want. Do with it what you want. I want food to work for you. Food's job is to work for you. Food is fuel, period. So if you're not fueling your body, I don't know what you think you're going to do with it. If you don't put gas in your car, where the hell are you going? If you don't juice up your phone, who are you talking to? It's, it's just the way of the world. It's just the way life is. And the one thing that you just can't learn the rules of to break the rules is the human body. The human body does not work that way and it will have its last laugh. And in this case, it ends up with renal issues, which are kidney issues, type 2 diabetes. You train your body not to process sugar. You train your body not to know what to do with sugar. And you are misappropriating systems for your own superficial gain, which doesn't last. That's keto with a little bow on it for you. That's what that is. So I really hope that I gave some insight to it. I hope you understood the science about it. I gave a little bit of science. If you want more, please comment. Please ask questions. That's what we are here for. RunPainFreeAcademy.com. Everything in there is like this curriculum so you understand. You're educated. So you can reach your fullest potential as an athlete and as a runner. RunPainFreePodcast.com right here. Share it and help appear. And, of course, follow us on IG, RunPainFree underscore Academy. Have an amazing day, guys. And please go eat everything. You're listening to the Run Pain-Free Podcast, brought to you by the Run Pain-Free Academy, featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leccio. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. 